0: Welcome back to another edition of the Off the Dome podcast. I hope you're all having a great day. Um, want to make a quick shout out to the sponsors of this podcast, uh, Coach Corner and Stria. Thank you both for uh, sponsoring this episode. Uh, so where to begin for the Wild Card weekend? Uh, this was, I got to say, to be honest with you, this was kind of an underwhelming wild card weekend. I thought these games would be a lot more competitive, considering that of the spreads of certain games, like the Browns-Texans, was like minus two. And the Dolphins Chiefs, I thought would be an interesting game because it was negative four, but that didn't seem to bother the Chiefs. It clearly bothered the Miami Dolphins. Um, and there were some major shockers. We'll talk about the fraudulent Americas team in a second. And there was the only great game was the Rams-Lions game. And everything else was kind of kind of a disappointment. Um, some shockers. Um, the only great game was the Rams-Lions game. And that was really it. Um, but where to begin? Well, let's start with the most important news, I guess. Because even when they're not... In the playoffs, they still make news. Mike McCarthy just re-signed as the Dallas Cowboys head coach, and Jerry Jones didn't want to fire him. So he kept him uh, because Jerry Jones, in years past, is known for keeping head coaches um, like like Jason Garrett, who's kept, like uh, Jimmy Johnson, even though he, when he won, won the Super Bowl, um, he, they were on the edge and they he still fired Jerry Jimmy Johnson Jerry Jones did and he fired Barry Switzer as well. So he he's no notoriously known for keeping coaches throughout their entire contracts and letting things play out. And he did he with the exception of Wade Phillips I believe, and I gotta say, this is just absolutely if I was a Cowboy fan, I would be absolutely fucking pissed off because Mike McCarthy he shouldn't know that he was under a lot of screw a lot of like pressure going into the season, considering that both of his teams had like back to back, like 12 win seasons prior to the season, and they've underachieved in the playoffs. Um, they haven't made an NFC title game in over 30 years and this was their opportunity. They were the one of the top three defenses in the league. They Dak Prescott was the MVP candidate who was probably at his best year ever as a pro CD lamb. What bro had was had set the single season receiving yards record for a Dallas Cowboy in their entire history. Uh, and Jake Ferguson's a good tight end. Their defense without Trayvon Diggs, still had helped through with Deron Bland and set 11 from having Micah Parsons, uh, and Stephon Gilmore and DeMarcus, La- Demarcus Lawrence. So they still had a good enough team to beat Green Bay as seven-point favorites, and they got their asses whipped. And the stats from that game are just shocking to me because one of the things I that I was thinking of, going into this game between Dallas and green Bay was if Dallas was going to win this game. And if they, if you kept it close with Dallas or if you had a lead on Dallas, they would be in trouble. The only way Dallas would win was if they got off to a lead and if they started front running and that never went, went went the way they wanted to in that game. It was just pure domination from Green Bay. And I got to say, Jordan Love's really proved the naysayers wrong, and they they said it again. They had Favre. Then when they didn't think Rodgers would be it, look at Aaron Rodgers now. He's probably one of the top three to five quarterbacks of all time. Um, and then they didn't think Jordan Love would be him, but he was him. I mean, he had a perfect passer rating. 16 of 21, 272, and three touchdowns. Aaron Jones- who going into that game, I said on the pod last week that he was the league's leading rusher since week 15. 21 carries, 118 yards, and three touchdowns. Three. And I look at the rest of the box score. Uh, Dallas had a total of four hundred fifty. Green May had a total of 415 yards, less time of possession – Yet they put up four, and they put up forty-eight points because they dominated the running game. And the fact of the matter is, when they got off that big lead, the reason why Dallas had thirty-two because most of their, a lot of their, most most of their points came in the end in garbage time. And this is what my biggest criticism of Dak Prescott was: he's a nothing more than he's an empty calorie player when it matters most in the postseason. And you look at it, wow, 41 of 60, 400 and 403 yards, 60 pass attempts. It's fucking insane because they were down. And they had to come and they had to utilize him just in order to just make the score somewhat respectable. But really, those turnovers, one of them lead to a one of those interceptions leading to a pick six, which Dak Prescott threw. That was was one of the um the nails on the coffin for the Dallas Cowboys and Tony Pollard wasn't really was a shell of himself this year uh wasn't like that explosive running back they thought he would be um Jordan Love on Green Bay was phenomenal uh Romeo Dobbs six catches for 151 yards and the scary part was Christian Watson only had one catch for nine yards. And Jordan Love, he really grown on me. His foot, his accuracy, his poise, his him not forcing anything. And this was, this was absolutely, the- his finest hour, and he was absolutely terrific. And this was just one of probably the most humiliating loss in Dallas Cowboys playoff history. They were seven point favorites going into that game with no reason to lose whatsoever, and they got their asses kicked. And something has to change. And I really thought that Mike that they would fire Mike McCarthy, and they could have utilized Bill Belichick, who I think would have was ready to win with a now roster. But no, Jerry Jones wants to keep Mike McCarthy for another year. And I think that's pretty much insane that they would rather keep Mike McCarthy instead of going after Bill Belichick, which I think is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. I think it's a joke. Uh, And the Dallas Cowboys are literally a joke for America's team that we all think of them as, that that they want us to believe. They haven't done anything worthy. They have not made an NFC title game in 30 years. It's an utter joke. And I was not, honestly, they could have, they could win. They can go 17 and 0 next year. It won't mean shit until they make an NFC title game or let alone make it to the Super Bowl. It's a shame that they call themselves America's team. They're not even the best team in the state of Texas that belongs to Houston, which segues into our next topic, the Houston Texans. Who destroyed the Cleveland Browns on Sunday? And I, for one, was a bit of an idiot who leaned into the Joe Flacco story. And to be honest with you, the Joe Flacco is a great story. But thirteen touchdowns, eight interceptions, and he has thrown an interception the last couple of games. I didn't see that part. Um, and and he Flacco threw two, one of his interceptions, which led to a pick six. Uh, CJ Stroud, I'm blown away. This, this, these young quarterbacks like Stroud and Jordan love, these guys are going to be around for a very, very long time. CJ Stroud in his rookie debut. I didn't see this coming. against the number one ranked statistically ranked defense in the league in the Cleveland Browns, 16 of 21, 274 yards. This was an incredible performance from CJ Stroud. And they're and and Nico Collins, his favorite target, had another nice game. They he, they are going to be the team they have are the opposite of the Cowboys, which they hire the right coach. And. And CJ Stroud was absolutely terrific that game uh, by far away. He surprised me. Um, and the Houston Texans are the exact opposite of the Dallas Cowboys in a sense. They have they they hire the right coach, they drafted the right quarterback, they have an excellent. They have an they have an excellent head coach who still acts on the sidelines like he's a player, like he pounds his chest, he like he's still a player and he's one of the captains. Awesome, and their defense really has improved. Um, Desmond King played well, and Stephen Nelson and Houston Carson, Paraman. They have a decent defense. They're a couple moves away from being like a Super Bowl contender. I, I were once I do my official picks this weekend, I, I don't think they're going to beat Baltimore but what the Houston Texans have done and how they're able to win division with the first year head coach, a rookie quarterback. This is a culture that's building up huge. This is an excellent culture, total opposite of the Dallas Cowboys, and they're going to be around for a long time. No one expects them to win the AFC South. Most of people thought Jacksonville would win. I am very impressed with the Houston Texans and what D'Amico Ryans has done. In my opinion, he should be the coach of the year. But I think it will be so fancy because, because of the injuries that, that Cleveland's had and because of the story that Cleveland's had. So I'm going to give massive credit to D'Amico Ryans and company. Uh, the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I got to say, with my let's talk about the Dolphins first because they're eliminated. When you get to a – I think if you give him the right circumstances, like when everything is going his way, whether he is in nice weather, when he has an O-line that can protect him, when when he has an excellent running game, when he goes up against a bad running defense and rushing defense, when he has all the things necessary to succeed, he does well. But when you throw him in with adversity in the cold weather, when you ask him to take over the game against a good team when things are on the line, he's not gonna play well. And he's and his lack of arm and his lack of a big arm, his somewhat indecisiveness with the football. Uh he's not the most mobile quarterback. I mean, these are not really keys to sustaining long-term. I think Miami's going to resign him, but I personally don't think he is the guy, and he still is at risk of concussions moving forward. And I am not the one that's on the two-up uh, hype train, per se. And in my opinion, I think that Dallas is definitely – I'm sorry, if that Miami is – going to have to determine like what their what their goal is like as far as like what their structure is because they can beat up on all the bad teams. They have a very explosive offense. Their defense however is very much underachieving and Mike McDaniel he is a very good offensive coach. He's a, co- a very funny coach. He's a very much he is. He has a good offense, great offensive mind, but as far as like being a leader of men, as far as having their team ready to play strategically against a very an elite team, they struggle. And their only win this year, beating up on a good team, was the uh, was the Dallas Cowboys. So they are not really like. They kind of are like in a way like kind of like a team that beats up on the bad teams and struggles against the good teams. Um, We'll see what they do in the future. Um, The Kansas City Chiefs, they look like they look like the team that's that's won like two of the last four Super Bowls. Uh, their running game with Pacheco was back to what it was. I mean, he had a really nice game. Rashee Rice. Rishi Rice was absolutely terrific. Eight for a rookie. This rookie class, man. They they this was a deep class. CJ Stroud, Rashee Rice, Jaden Reed. Rashee Rice, eight catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey starting to get back to his old way, seven for 71. Mahomes in cold weather. Two twenty-three of 41, 262. It's tough to bet against him and their defense. They looked like they're, they're back in full swing of things. Um, And it's going to be tough on the road at Buffalo, but the Kansas city chiefs really show that they are, that they are still, it's very tough to go through them in the playoffs of your Buffalo. Now, this was the only good game of the week, which was the Rams and the lions. Uh, the, the Now, I just got to say that, personally, I was kind of shocked that the Lions fans booed Matthew Stafford. I mean, I get it that it was the playoffs, but from what he's done with the city of Detroit, and afterwards, Matt Stafford said if he's happy for Detroit winning the playoffs, he said he's happy for the players, which is not really like a subtle way of like saying that he – he was happy for the fans of Detroit, Um, but he toughed it out out there playing through probably a concussion and definitely like at least some bruised rib. He had through 25 of 36 with 270 through a 367 yards and two touchdowns. This was an excellent performance from Stafford Um, Puka. Wow. Another great rookie with Stroud. Rasheed Rice, Jaden Reed, and Puka. Puka with nine for 181. That's the most receiving yards by a rookie in a full postseason history. That was an absolutely terrific performance from Puka Nakua. Um and but their the key difference was the Rams settled for too many field goals in the red zone when they needed when they needed the when they needed touchdowns, they ultimately settled for field goals. And the Lions ultimately covered Cooper Cup and he's kind of looked like a shell of himself this year. I get it. He was dealing with an injury, but only five for 27 yards. And Detroit's running game where still with Gibbs and Montgomery both had two big rushing touchdowns. Amon Ross St. Brown was seven for one hundred and ten. And the Detroit Lions are still are a well-oiled machine um, on offense. Jared Goff proved to the Rams that like he's still like still a, a commendable quarterback in this league he had a really great really nice performance 22 of 27 he didn't turn the ball over he did what he was supposed to do in under these circumstances and this was a big time win. I'm very happy for the city of Detroit with all they what with all the playoff heartbreak going 0 16 one season. Uh, losing uh, the tough game at Dallas on the road in the playoffs years ago, they needed this. And their first time in thirty years, they've won a home playoff game. And I'm happy for the city of Detroit. They were able to do that under those circles under going up against the veteran going up against the Rams, who were probably one of the more surprising teams in the league. This was a big win for the Detroit Lions. Um, the Buffalo Bills after their game got moved due to snow. um, The Steelers actually hung in it for a good amount. Mason Rudolph had a very good game, 22 of 39 uh, with 229 and two touchdowns. Um, There were some missed calls, though, that game, and probably because the refs were scared that Buffalo fans would throw snow on them. Um, But this was a really good game by the Buffalo Bills play. Josh Allen was terrific, three touchdowns. To One of them, a rushing touchdown. Probably one of his finer postseason performances he's ever had. Stephon Diggs uh, was a big key contributor for them. Dalton Kincaid had a nice touchdown. Khalil Shakir had a touchdown. This was a very much... This was an absolute amazing performance that, that these Buffalo Bills offense had. And this is going to be a shootout between Buffalo and Kansas city really is. This was a very, very, This is going to be a very interesting matchup for sure. Definitely the matchup of the week, in my opinion. Now the next game, the next one was the Eagles bucks. The Philadelphia Eagles sense that loss to the San Francisco 49ers were a show of themselves. I They've lost five of six going into the playoffs. AJ Brown was hurt and he was, and he, deleted all Eagles social media. This was an absolute pathetic performance and the team really lost Nick Sirianni really lost the locker room after that. And they were an absolute shell of themselves. Baker Mayfield. I'm very happy for him with people who saw it, that the Bucks would be done and they were tanking Baker Mayfield proved all the naysayers wrong. And he's one of only five quarterbacks in NFL history to win a playoff game with two different teams. He joins a list of Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Tom Brady, just to name the few. 22 of 36, 337, three touchdowns. Uh, uh, Kate Otten had a nice game. Their defense was... Their defense has been great. They're one of the more underrated defenses in the league, led by Levante David, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, Antoine Winfield Jr. This is an underrated defense in the league, that, and they still have that core defense from the, champ, from the Super Bowl championship they won a couple of years ago. They still have that young defensive core attack. That defense has not gone away, and their offense is still with Baker Mayfield did the best job he could And he was given a really good offense and he made the most of it. And this is by far and away his best season of the pro. This is a cool underdog story. This is a great underdog story. He's bounced around from team to team after that utter divorce from the Cleveland Browns. And he got benched in Carolina, went to the Rams to prove himself and it worked out for him. And then he went to Tampa and he wins a playoff game. This is a great story. I don't know if they're going to beat Detroit, but, this, I feel I'm very happy for Baker and company for pulling off this win. And if the Philadelphia Eagles, like I said about Dallas, even though they didn't, well, right, they didn't fire Mike McCarthy, they need to fire Nick Sirianni because they lost the locker room. And I feel like ever since the Super Bowl, they just, they, yes, they were 10 and 1, but all year they were saying, oh, they got away with certain wins and they shouldn't have. And They are really not the team that they once were like from last year. Uh, This was a great win from Tampa. This is kind of an underwhelming wild card weekend, Um, but we'll talk the divisional round on Saturday. And tomorrow I am hosting a pod with NFL guest, Tim Terrell, which um, who's been, who was in the league for many, many years. Um, I'll tell you more about him on the podcast tomorrow when I interview him. Um, now, uh, my trivia question Um, for thank you all for listening. My trivia question for those still listening is who is the NFL's all time leader all time? Who's the NFL's all time postseason leader in total career sacks? If you answer this correctly, you get a $10 gift card. Thank you all for listening to another edition of the Alpha Dump Podcast. Have a great day and great night and go get them.